Welcome to Feed My Ship by Devotional Light Church. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's Word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same again. Join us now for a life-changing experience with Apostle Emmanuel J. good all the time. Wow, we thank God for today. And today too, as you've come, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord cause his face to shine on you. May he continue to be your protector. May he continue to be your guide and your shield. May the Lord forever be with you. May his presence always go with you. May your fears never come to pass. May the pit the enemy have dug for you, may the enemy fall into the pit rather. May you never fall into that pit. May shame, disgrace, and reproach be far from you and your household. Whatever they meant it for evil, may God turn it for good as he did for Joseph. May your end be greater and mightier than your beginning. May this season, right now as you are, be your weakest in life. As the days goes by, as the weeks goes by, as the months go by, may you increase in all things, both spiritually and physical, in substance, in wisdom, in knowledge, in understanding, in health, in joy, and happiness. May the Lord be your portion. May the Lord be your portion. May the Lord be your portion. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. May the snakes around you be destroyed. May the consuming fire of the Holy Spirit go on them. May the Lord who answered by fire, answer them by fire. May their head be cut off. May the serpent and spirit be crushed. May your feet be that which should crush their head. And may they be crushed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And may the rats be also consumed. May they be consumed. May they be consumed. We command the consuming fire on them right now. May they be consumed. The rats destroy things in our life. May they be consumed. May they be consumed. May the arrows of the Lord go on them right now. In Jesus Christ's name. There are people who double in the spirit as snakes and rats. Amen. And they, they exact what rats do and what snakes do in the physical, they do that same thing against our life and our purpose. May they be destroyed. May they be destroyed. May the Lord who sees all who have seen them, may they be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 says, Without holiness... No one will see God. Without holiness, no one will see God. Wow, that's a profound statement. Holiness is not salvation. Holiness is not righteousness. Holiness is not mercy. 
Holiness is not grace. It is not the same. And the Bible said, without it, no one can see God. Read it for me, please. Hebrews 12, 14 states, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Amen. Follow holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. And see how he put it. Say, follow it. So it's not a thing that you just have it. You must want it. And you must desire it. And you must want to be that. And he said, without it, no man. And no man means no man. It doesn't matter whether you're a bishop, apostle, whatever. Without holiness, you will not see God. If you want to see the hand of God, if you want to see the power of God, if you want to feel the presence of God, then you will need to be holy. Because without holy, you will not see God. You only, whenever God comes, that is when you feel his presence. It is when he's come into your life that you see the impact. So if you want to see all these things of God, Bible says, without holiness, you will not see God. Church, holiness is not salvation. You can be saved, but unholy. Holiness is not grace. That is why it is called holiness. Holiness is not mercy. Many people confuse holiness with righteousness. Holiness is not righteousness. Praise the Lord Jesus. The original word for holiness is kodash. Kodash, which means consecrated, which means set apart. So holiness means you've been consecrated to the Lord and you've been set apart by the Lord, to the Lord. Whereas righteousness means you've been justified. Righteousness doesn't set you apart, doesn't consecrate you. It just justifies you that even though you're a sinner, you are a child of God, you've been justified. By holiness means you've been set apart, consecrated, specially. So holiness is not righteousness. Please do you understand? And Hebrews say, without holiness, you will not see God. Without you allowing yourself and making sure you've been set apart and consecrated, you will not see God. You will not see God. And this is where many Christians, we have failed. And this is where the church, we have failed. Because we don't talk about holiness. That is why we don't see God. Because Hebrews say, without it, no man. You can have a gift of prophetic. But without holiness, you won't see God. You just operate in the gift. He won't be with you. Remember, it's one thing for you to have God and it's one thing for his presence to go with you. And it's another thing for him to be with, with you. Salvation means you've been saved. If you die right now, your soul will go to heaven. But for God to be with you, you need to be holy. Why that? Why is Hebrew saying that without holiness, no one can see God. The Bible answered it. The Bible said two things. 
Amen. First of all, First Peter chapter 1, verse 16. He said, first of all, God is holy. So because God is holy, we must be holy. Amen. Amen. Holiness, when you dress in a certain way and you begin to walk in a certain way, that doesn't mean you are holy. When you begin to talk in a certain way, does not make you holy. Holy meanness means you've been set apart and you've been consecrated by the Lord, unto the Lord, and you remain to be set apart and be consecrated. That is what holiness means. First Peter chapter Wearing one. white, white does not make you holy. Read the first Peter for me. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Because it is written, mm-hmm. be, be ye holy, mm-hmm. for I am holy. Why did he say we should be holy? Because he is what? Holy. It is God. So he said, God is holy. Therefore, he said, we must be holy. And Hebrews say, without this holiness, we will not see God. This is very important. God is not only holy, but Bible says he is called holy. Amen. Isaiah 57 verse 15. If the Bible says God is called holy, it means that God is consecrated and set apart. He is the one consecrated and set apart. Anywhere, anytime you see the word set apart, it means special for a purpose. You know that your dress that you set apart, that even that your dress alone is in a laundry bag hung in your wardrobe. It's special from all those what? Dresses. Read it for me if you open Isaiah. Isaiah 57 verse 15 mm-hmm. state, For thus saith the high and lofty one, mm-hmm. that inhabited eternity, mm-hmm. whose name is holy. Amen. Whose name is what? Holy. So he's not only holy, he is holy. His name, his nature. That is why I say without you being holy, you will not see God. The blood of Jesus would justify you as righteous, good. But without holiness, you will not see God. To see God means to have him in your hands, in your life, for him to be with you. Church, the essence of Christianity, the purpose of Christianity is for us to be holy. The only reason why God came and called us is for us to be holy, for us to be set apart and be consecrated from all other human beings. So if you're a Christian, and you are not holy, in other words, you've not been consecrated and to be set apart, then you are missing your purpose as a Christian. Look at what 2 Timothy verse 1 said. If you remember when we did the calling, I did explain that the whole world was what called, amen, into salvation. And those who respond to the call, they were given what? Salvation. Then they were called into 
Christian or Mezzanine, then they were called into church. And listen to what 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 is saying. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 yes. states, mm -hmm. Who hath saved us mm -hmm. and called us with an holy calling? Our Not call is a holy calling. The one who has saved us, that is salvation. And he has called us with what? A holy calling. Many are called, few are chosen. So our call, if you are called to be a Christian, is a holy calling, meaning it's a call. Holy there means that you've been called for you to be set apart and to be what? Consecrated unto the Lord and for the Lord. So the call of Christians is a holy calling. Not only the call. Ephesians 1 verse 4. Remember, many are called, few are what? Chosen. Those of us that have been chosen because of how because of how we responded to the call, the holy calling of God, we are chosen to be holy. Not only called to be holy, but chosen to be holy. So the essence, the center of Christianity is first of and foremost for you to be holy. Because that is why you have been called and you have been chosen as a Christian. Read it for me, please. Ephesians 1 verse 4 mm -hmm. states, According According as he had chosen mm -hmm. us in him before the foundation of the world, mm -hmm. that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Amen. He has chosen us that we should be what? Holy. To be holy means to be what? And what? That is why there is Christianity. You see, if we should understand this holiness, we will understand why we cannot dress like them. We will understand why we cannot behave like them. We will understand why we cannot act like them. We will understand why we cannot marry them. We will understand why we cannot be like them. Because we've been set apart from them and consecrated. Set apart by the Lord to the Lord and for the Lord and consecrated. By the law to the law. So that when they see us, they will see that this is a holy nation. I want to be one of them. But now because we are not holy, when they see us, we look just like them. There's nothing holy. We are part of them. We are not consecrated. We are not set apart. So what attracts them to us? The essence of Christianity, as I said, is that we will be holy. In other words, we will be set apart and be consecrated. L read for me, please. Deuteronomy 26, verse 19. See how he put it. See how he put it. Our mind must come back on the holiness that we've been called and we've been chosen for. Christianity stands for nothing but holiness. Holiness comes first before salvation. Because if you are not holy for God, you cannot win a soul for God. Because till he be with you, say, unless you are what? Holy. Read it for me, please. Deuteronomy 26, verse 19, 19 yeah. states, 
and to make the and to make thee high above all nations mm -hmm. which he hath made in praise and in name mm -hmm. and in honor mm -hmm. and that thou mayest mayest be an holy people unto the Lord thy God as he hath spoken amen amen this is the foundation of christianity when god called abraham said i'm going to make you a father of many nations that all the world will be called blessed and he gave the reason but I can read it again. It says, so that you will become a holy nation. Verse 19. Mm -hmm. And to make thee high above all nations, mm -hmm. which he hath made, mm -hmm. in praise and in name and in honor. Mm -hmm. And that's, and thou mightest be an holy people unto the Lord thy God, as he hath spoken. And thou might be an holy people, so that you will become a holy people, nation, to God. This is why he brought about Christianity. And Second Peter, read it for me. First Peter, rather, chapter two, verse nine to ten, explaining the same thing but deeper and clearer. That he said, "We are a royal priesthood, a Christian. Christians are a royal priesthood." But he didn't stop there. He went on to say, "A holy nation." First Peter, please, chapter two, verse nine to ten. But what? A holy what? Nation. States. Mm -hmm. But ye are chosen generation, uh -huh. a royal priesthood, mm -hmm. and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye shall show, shall show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Say we are what? A, a holy nation, isn't it? A peculiar people. The Deuteronomy gave us the understanding. That is why he brought it. And Peter is saying that if you are Christian, you are a holy person. The holy person means you've been set apart and be consecrated from the other people. Amen. From Genesis, Exodus, God was even teaching them what to eat, what not to eat. There are things he said, when you eat, you become unholy. There are things he said, do not eat because you are holy. God was just showing us the level at which we've been what? Set apart. That we must remain set apart. A Christian, you cannot just behave like any other person because you've been set apart. One of the reasons why the church in this world doesn't have the power it's supposed to have is God. when the world look at us, they don't see us as holy. Whereby holiness means what? We've been what? Set apart and consecrated. But he said, we are a holy what? Nation. He also said that he has chosen us so that we will be what? Holy. So it's not a choice. This is the heartbeat of Christianity. We used to say, and I always say, that the heartbeat of Christianity is to win souls. It is true. That one too is true. But the heartbeat of Christianity for you as an individual is to be holy. For the church is to be holy. Because when you are holy, it will be easier. And of course, you win so. When you are holy and you are telling one to become a Christian, he can clearly see what you are calling him or her into. We can't do our makeups like them. We can't dress like them. It's not a matter of right or wrong. 
we have a dress code. We can't even eat like them. We can't talk like them. The Bible speaks about how we should talk. We can't behave in marriage like them. We can't date men like how they date people. We date to marry. Praise the Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4 again, please. But read the 24 for me. You know, Bible said when you accept Christ Jesus, you become born again. Amen. And Bible said when you become born again, it's like you've become a new man. Amen. And why and what is the purpose of this new man? And the purpose or the purpose of you being born again. One of the reasons is so that you will be holy unto the Lord. Read it for me. Ephesians 4 verse 24 mm -hmm. states, And that ye puts on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. Amen. Amen. The new man is created in true holiness. So a Christian, a Christian must be holy. A Christian, the moment you become a Christian, you are set apart. God declares you holiness. Holy. But you must make sure you remain holy. Praise the Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 6. If you are Christian, you must be holy. You must remain holy. You must be holy. You must remain holy. Deuteronomy 7 verse 6. Hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy 7 verse 6 mm -hmm. states, For thou art holy people unto We are what? For we thou are what? Holy people, people unto who? Unto the Lord thy God. Unto God we are holy people. So a Christian must be holy. I'm not holy to you. You didn't set me apart. I'm holy to God. God has set me apart. It is God who has consecrated me. See First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Or read Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44 for me, please. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44. Church, this subject is very important. Because if you understand that a Christian, you must be holy and remain holy. Now everything begins to make sense to you. Now everything that the Bible says do not do, and everything the Bible says do begin to make sense to you. The grumbling, the murmuring stops because you understand that you are not one of the ordinary. Please read it for me. Leviticus chapter 11 verse 44. Mm -hmm. For I am the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourself. And ye shall be holy. For I am holy. Amen. It says you must sanctify yourself. And you must be what? Holy. Because he is what? Holy. And the reason why it says you is because it says he is the Lord your God. So you must be holy because he is holy. So this is to Christians. 
He doesn't care about the world on this because he hasn't set them what? Apart. But you has been set apart and consecrated. So he's telling that you must remain to be set apart and be consecrated. So a Christian must be holy. Amen. Of course, our holiness comes from God. It is God who would set us apart. But at the same time, holiness is also true God. And most important, our holiness is by us. That is why he said, you be holy. Do, do you understand? Meaning there is something you must do or not do to remain holy. Because the holiness is from God, true God, but by you. Let's read it and I'll explain it to you. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 22. So I said our holiness is what? Threefold to God or towards God. Amen. And true what? God. True God means that without him we can't be holy. But it is by us. We must do things and not do things in order to be holy. In order to remain what? In order to remain Whereby holiness means what? Yeah. That's how simple. You must understand that the blood of Jesus has bought you. So you are not like the many anymore. Praise the Lord Jesus. You must understand that your body now is for Christ. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, dwell in what? Your body. You are the temple of God. So now you can't treat the body anyhow, even though it's your body. You won't, so to be a Christian and you are struggling with tattoos, earrings, and things, you don't understand your worth as a Christian. You don't understand that you've been set apart. It's not a matter of sin or wrong. It's a matter of holiness to the Lord. Because without it, you will not see God. There's a lot of things God will bless you with, but he himself will not be part of it. There's a lot of things that God will allow you, but he himself, that is not what he wants for you. But to have God as you are supposed to, first and foremost, you must be holy. Let's look at it. Read it for me. Because I said the holiness is what? To God. We are holy towards God. He's the one who has set us apart. Amen. So when I do something in order to remain holy, I'm not doing it because of Brother Aki or Brother Chris. I'm doing because of God. My holiness is towards God and through God. But it is by me. Read it for me. Colossians. First of all, let's look at true uh, towards God. Amen. Colossians 1 verse 22 uh -huh. states, In the body of, a f of his flesh, true death. To present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable un 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 in his sight. Amen. Amen. So he gave his body, amen, and his flesh to death, amen, so that he can present us what? Holy to what? God. So you see that the holiness is what? To God. Holy to God. Set so that he can set us apart and consecrate us to God. Only one person. God. Read Hebrews for me. Another scripture on Hebrews 12 verse 10. Amen. 
So you see that our holiness is towards God. So do you, hey, does it make me holy? It doesn't make me holy. And this is what beat a lot of Christians. They say things, but the man, when he's preaching, how can he do this? Because holiness is to God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10 for me. Hebrews 12, verse 10 state, mm -hmm. For they very verily, for a few days, chasten us after their own pleasure. Mm -hmm. But he, for our profit, that we might be partakers of holiness. Amen. Amen. Please read it well. We might be partakers of, of his, his, holiness. his holiness. So the holiness is for God through him. So he is holy. His name is what? Holy. But we have to be holy. So that's why the first one read, say, through him, his death. So we can partake in what? In his holiness. So our holiness is to God and through him. But a lot of Christians always forget the but. You must be holy. You must be sure that the holiness he gives you and he has made available for you, you will be part. You what? Have it. You must maintain it. Romans 12 verse 1. Romans 12 verse 1. Romans 12 verse 1. Romans 12 verse 1. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 12 verse 1 mm -hmm. states, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, mm -hmm. by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. Amen. So this one said, I beseech you, you, that you present your body holy to God. So you see that the holiness is coming from God through God, but you must present your body holy to God. So it's by you. So in other words, you must make sure your body is consecrated and set apart to God. So holiness, though he's made you holy, is up to you to remain holy. L look at Leviticus again, 20 verse 26. Amen. I just want you to understand that that holiness is you. You must make sure you are holy. As for Christ, he's, he's finished. As for God, he has already said he has chosen you to be what? Holy. He's, he said you be partaker of his what? Holiness. So now you must make sure you are holy. You must make sure you remain holy. God will never fail. Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. Bible says even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful because he cannot disown his own self. So I don't worry about God. I always worry about me. Amen. Please read it for me. Leviticus 20, 26 mm -hmm. states, And ye shall be holy unto me, mm -hmm. for I, the Lord, I am holy. Amen. So he said, you shall be what? Holy unto him. So you must be what? Holy unto God. And the Hebrews say, without this holiness, hmm, no one, and when the Bible says no one, no one, we see God. 
To see God means his face, like for him to be, for you to see his hand, his works. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, is a popular scripture. All this is to affirm so that you know that you must be holy. Because many people now, Christian, think the blood of Jesus and the mercy and grace of God, so we don't need to be holy, is false. Mercy is not holiness. It's two different things. Grace is not holiness. There's no place that says we have to give people grace. But holiness says you must be holy. Holiness, as I said, is not righteousness. The Bible says, for we have no righteousness of our own. But the holiness says you must be holy. First Corinthians, please. 3 verse 16 to 17. And look at what 1 Corinthians says. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 to 17. Mm-hmm. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, mm-hmm. and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Uh-huh. For if any man defile the temple of God, mm-hmm. him shall God destroy. Mm-hmm. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Amen. Amen. So it says you are the temple of God. And he said, if you, you the temple of God, you defile your body, your temple, God will destroy you. Why? He gave the reason. Because he said the temple of God is holy. Meaning though God has made you holy, you can destroy your holiness. Isn't it? And he said, if you destroy your holiness, he will also what? Destroy you. And he went on to explain that. He said, your body is the temple of God. The body there stands for you as a person. You are the temple of God. So meaning, when I walk out, when I'm out there, anything I do, I am representing God. So if people see this temple and they don't see the holiness of God, I have defamed God. That's what it means. Oh, you all say that, ah, but I thought... She says she's a Christian. Look at. Hey, but this guy who has been praying always going to church. Don't we say it? Okay, at least we have heard someone saying it. Not you, but you heard someone say, let me see your hands up. No, it, because that is the fact. Praise the Lord Jesus. Church, this is very important. The reason why this is important for me is because said, without it, you will not see him. And this Second Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians that we read is also important. God said He will destroy you when you defame His holiness that He has made you. As a teacher, as usual, my number one, my number one concern will be: How do you become holy? How do you make sure you are holy? How do you make sure you remain holy? In other words, how do you become set apart and consecrated? How do you make sure you are set apart and consecrated to the Lord? How do you make sure you remain set apart and consecrated? How do you make sure? Because you can walk in a certain way. It doesn't make you holy. You can put a certain face. That doesn't make you holy. You can be cool. It doesn't make you holy. Praise the Lord Jesus. 
You can be very, very pretty. It doesn't make you holy. Praise the Lord Jesus. The Bible gives a clue about holiness. How to be and remain holy. Let's look at it. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. We are looking at holiness, church. The Bible says without holiness, no one can see God. It's very important. And believe me as a man of God, anything that is precious, anything that is very important to the Lord, it is easy. In the sense that even without God, the average human being will acknowledge that those things are right. Or if it is wrong, will acknowledge. Meaning for a Christian, it should be easier. You know, like the air, it's very important. Because of that, God makes sure air is nothing to human being. Like the Holy Spirit, he is the most important thing to have than any other thing. God makes sure that every Christian have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit himself is more important than his gifts and his anointing. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you don't stand a chance of having his gifts and his anointing. So he gave the Spirit to all Christians. Everything that is precious and important, God makes sure he makes it common. You see, God is not like man. But man will make sure he makes that thing rather scarce so that it will, the price will go up. But God makes it common. And the sad thing is, man, we don't value things that are common. It is very sad. Amen. How do you become and remain holy? 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 yes, states, please. Who had saved us mm -hmm. and called us with an holy calling, mm -hmm. not according to our works, mm -hmm. but according to his own purpose and grace, mm -hmm. which was given which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Amen. Amen. Which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I know we've read this scripture already, but the reason why we read it is because of the main scripture I want us to use. For us to gain understanding, that is why we read this. Amen. So this one, he said, God has what? Called us with a holy calling. Amen. Not according to works, but according to his own purpose and grace. Amen. Which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now read Ephesians chapter 4. You are reading from the 24 to 32. Now you will understand this. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24 to 32. Amen. So the second Timothy says, God has what? Called us. Amen. With a holy what? Calling. Not according to works. The works that stand for not according to what you choose. Not according to what you choose. Not according to what you decide. But according to his purpose. So you cannot decide what to do or not to do that will make you holy. It has to come from God. Because remember, our holiness is what? Towards him, isn't it? Our holiness is what? For him. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. 
to 32. Amen. Amen. Now read it. Read it. 24 first. Amen. Ephesians 4, 24. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, mm -hmm. putting away lying, speaking every man's truth with his neighbor, for we are members we are members. King James, read King James. King James. If read the tw 24. Start from the 24. I say Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, please. Ephesians 4, 24. And, and that ye put on the new man. Okay, say now you put on the new man. Remember I said it. We've gone through this. The new man. You've you understand? Uh -huh. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Amen. The new man is as you've become born again after God has created in righteousness and holiness. So he said, this new man that you are to put on has been created in what? Righteousness in, and in what? Holiness. Let's not forget, our holiness comes from God and to God. So God has made you holy. The moment you become born again, the moment you become saved, he makes you a partaker of his holiness. Amen. Read, continue for me. 25. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, putting away lying. Hold on. Wherefore, those of us that did English, wherefore, what does wherefore mean? Wherefore means for what reason or for that reason. So in other words, he's saying that for that reason, for the fact that God has made you holy, for the fact that God has made you holy. Continue. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man's truth with his neighbor. Putting away lies. So this scripture down begin to show us things that we must do in order to remain what? Holy. So the 24 said, God has what? Made us what? Holy. Wherefore, wherefore, put away lies. Because of the holiness, put away lies. Meaning, if you become a liar, if you continue in lie, you will lose that holiness. Remember, you have to be what? Holy. So, as we look at how to remain holy, we must stop lying. Christians, we shouldn't lie. Our Bible says our yes should be yes, our no should be no. Bible says Satan is the father of lies. So anyone who says a Christian and he is full of lies, be careful. Be careful. Amen. So he said, put away the lies and speak the truth. Remember, holiness means you've been consecrated and you've been set apart. So for Christians, we've been set apart and consecrated that we shouldn't lie as the world do. The new man, put on the new man. That is created in holiness. And because of that, wherefore, put away lies. Put away lies. If you want to be holy and remain holy, put away lies. If you want to remain set apart and consecrated to the Lord, put away lies. Oh, yeah, everyone lies. Yeah. But when I say you're a liar, you know what I mean. Put away what? Lies. A liar is different from someone who has lied before. I isn't it? Or someone who, for whatever reason, will lie. Bible says we tremble. We trample. Seven times we shall fall, we shall rise. But, stop, be, uh, today, but, but if to 
because I've, because today I still doesn't necessarily make me a thief. But the stealing is wrong. It is a sin. But the thief is always what? Stealing. Do, do, do we get the difference? Say, put away lies. Continue for me. We are looking at the things to be holy. The first thing, put away lies and speak the truth. Today, many people don't want to hear the truth. That is my dress nice. But the dress is not decent. They know. They just want daddy to say yes. And daddy will say no. And they are offended. Many people don't want to hear the truth. They prefer to hear lies. But we have been set apart, a holy nation, not to speak lies. Please continue for me. 26. Yeah. Be ye angry mm-hmm. and sin not. Mm-hmm. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Amen. Amen. Is it? When you become anger, angry, say, be ye angry, but sin not. When you become angry, do not allow your anger to cause you to sin. Because, see, once we have emotion, there will be anger. People, circumstance, situation will make you angry. So he didn't say, do not be angry. But he said, when you become angry because of your anger, do not sin. In other words, because of your anger, don't do anything that will cause you or become a sin. And also, when you become anger, do not what? Wait for the sun to say that. In other words, don't hold it throughout. I'm annoyed with brother A. So as of today, I'm still annoyed with you. Say, no, don't do what? That. Because sometimes, out of anger, you do what needs to be done. You understand? Anger also have it good purpose. Bible says in the temple, Jesus became, was what? Angry. And he threw away the many people. But he said, do not let the reaction of your anger lead you to sin. So that is why we Christians, when we are angry, we don't go around destroying things. When we are angry, because we are angry, we don't begin to slander people and lie. That's why when we are angry, we say it, we react, and the next day we behave as if nothing because we let the anger go. It doesn't mean we are a fool. It doesn't mean you are a fool. You've been set apart so that you become holy to the Lord. Continue for me. Jump from to the 25, uh, 28. 28. We are looking at things that we need to do or not to do in order to be holy. This thing, Bible says we shouldn't do this thing in order to remain holy. Twenty-eight. Let him Holiness is not salvation. Bible says salvation comes through only Jesus Christ. Amen. Read it for me. Mm-hmm. Twenty-eight. Let him that stole still no more. Amen. Amen. The one who still should not steal anymore. Christians, we are not supposed to steal. But many Christians still. And when you still, you become unholy. We've been set apart and consecrated not to steal. Pastors stealing from the church coffers. Even we get church workers stealing from the church. We have people, those who even can't money, we have those who steal from the church. Church members, Christians, stealing from God. Oh yeah, I know a lot of stories. And even church members, including pastors, stealing from God. Bible says, you ask me, how do you steal from me? Say, in Titan offering. Say, you are robbing me. We are rob God. All those things are stealing. We can't steal from our companies, our work. We are not allowed to steal. 
They can't steal from our government. My friend, if you want to be holy, this is it. If you want to see God, this is it. Because I said, without it, you will not see God. This is deeper than salvation. This is after salvation. If you want someone to see and without a word, you will know that no, God's hand is on you. This is it. You can't do these things. Of course, it's not cheap. That's why many people can't do it. But this is why he has also what? Called you. But I say he has called you and chosen you so that you be what? Holy. Continue for me. Jump to the 29. So far we've seen three things. Not we shouldn't lie. When we are angry, we shouldn't cause our anger to act as to make wrong decisions that will lead us to sin. And we shouldn't still. Amen. Continue for me. 29. Mm -hmm. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Amen. Amen. Let no corrupt communication. Christians, we can't just speak anyhow. We cannot speak profane. We are not allowed. It is corrupt. And if you look at how he said, he said, anything that comes from your mouth must be what? Please read it for me. Must be what? Are, are we Edi here? Edifying. Are we here with me? Must be what? Beneficial. So it's not only telling you you smell, but it's telling you how to cure that smell. Because when I say how oh, you smell, most of you know that you smell. But all along, your problem is how to make sure that smell is what? Gone. So there are certain jokes the world joke we cannot joke. There are certain profane words we cannot. There are certain terms we cannot because they say let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. There are certain curse words we cannot because even those who are not Christian know that it's not proper words. How much more you that you've been set apart and consecrated to the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Continue. Jump to the 30 for me. 30. And mm -hmm. grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Amen. To be holy, you must not grieve the Holy Spirit. To grieve the Holy Spirit is a whole teaching on itself. But to summarize it, you grieve the Holy Spirit anytime you stiffen your, your neck and your heart to the word of God. Each time you procrastinate your obedience to the word of God. This is one meeting that grieves the Holy Spirit. Stiffening your neck means you've, you are stubborn. You've made your mind that you will not turn from that decision, left or right. Harden heart. It grieves the Holy Spirit the most. Jump to the 31. Many Christians fall here. Let all bitterness and mm -hmm. wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. First of all, I said, let all bitterness. You cannot afford to be bitter. But people will hurt you. But if you become bitter, about it and carry on the bitter. It will affect your holiness. 
Because the Holy Spirit, you, you need a free spirit. And if you have God, you shouldn't allow anything, even though it makes you bitter, to make you bitter. So he said, let all bitterness. Yeah, he didn't say you shouldn't have. Things will happen. But you shouldn't allow it to make you bitter. A lot of Christians are bitter. They carry the bitterness from 10 years ago still. It will distract your holiness. And he went on to say, not only bitterness, wrath. Wrath is quick-temperedness, isn't it? Higher than the ordinary one that we read earlier on. The other one I said when you become angry. So this wrath is a quick-temperedness, sharp one, kitty-kitty. You act. No. A Christian must be patient. Praise the Lord Jesus. The, uh, you see, your own words cannot bring you holiness unless you go by that of God. And these are the things. It looks minor. Because even this, if you are not a Christian, you acknowledge that all these things are what? Wrong thing. So you see how Christians, in a certain sense, we are falling. Because we've been set apart. And he went on to say, anger, we've already looked at anger. Glamour, someone find me the meaning of glamour. And he went on to say, evil speaking. Evil speaking is different from corrupt words. Corrupt speaking. Evil speaking are wicked things, things that you say, you know, evil. You know, for example, for someone to slander you, that is evil. You know, defame you, that is evil. Corrupt communications like, you know, things that doesn't edify, you know, profane, curse. But evil speaking, there are people that are full of evil. Always something negative about somebody. God said, no, you should have nothing to do. Have you found the glamour? And malice is sin. It says, stay away from all malice. Glamour, what does glamour mean? That of people shouting. <laughs> and not just shouting, but noisy what? Shouting, unnecessary. And you see, you know what I mean? When two people meet, I wish I can dramatize it, but I can see it. I don't know how to do it. Hey, Charlie, he, you, you know what I'm saying. You see two ladies, ladies especially have this problem. When they meet, the whole McDonald's will be listening to them. Hey, Christians, we can't do that. Especially the young children, we can't do that. See that everybody will be looking at them quietly. We can't what? Imagine if everyone is making, talking on top of their voices like that. God cares about all this thing because we represent him. Praise the Lord Jesus. And the 32, it said, be kind to one another. To maintain your holiness, you must be kind to your fellow Christian. 
You see, the word kind means you go out of your way. Maybe the behavior of the person, you don't even have to shake him. Or when she needs that help, you don't have to give her that help because of her behavior. But Bible says, be kind, meaning still give, still shake. That, that means you show what? Kindness. Kind, when you show kindness, it means that which you shouldn't have done, you've what? Done it. You've been kind. It doesn't mean you're a fool. It doesn't mean you understand that you are consecrated and separated and you want to what? Maintain it. Oh, he also said that be tender hearted. That is precious. Have a sweet heart, a sweet spirit. What is life? That you can't smile, you can't talk with people. Be young in heart. You can't go and sit down and eat a 12 meal food. Come on. Be tender hearted. Don't be too old. Be tender hearted. And he also said, be forgiving. Didn't he say that? Forgiving one another. If you don't forgive, it affects or it can hinder your holiness. And forgiveness is very important because Jesus said, forgive so that you also will be forgiven by your father. He said, by your father. So because I know I'm a human being, I will sin and God will need to forgive me. I will forgive you. I will forgive you. Amen. I will forgive you. And most important, to remain holy because God doesn't want me to harbor anything. He wants me to have a tender heart and he doesn't want me to be what? Bitter. Church, these are some of, some of the things you must do to remain holy. We all agree that these are basic things. Read for me, please. Titus chapter 2, verse 3 to 12. We are looking for more things. Amen. Because we are looking at how to be holy. The problem with Christianity now is that we hear the word of God, but we are not able to apply the word of God. Or let me put it like that. They tell us the demands and the laws and the commands of God, but they don't tell us how we should what? go about it, how we must what? achieve it. That is what separates teaching from preaching. Preaching just gives you the word, tells you, but teaching shows you how to. That's why we say we teach people how to calculate mass. We teach them how to make food. We teach them how to behave. The teacher is concerned about what must be done practical. The preacher is just there. Be holy for God is holy. Holiness is the key. Be holy. But you go out and you be wondering. So how do I become holy? That is the problem. Many Christians have heard it. But how to be? They don't know. And it is minor. This is it. Read for me. Titus chapter 2 verse 3 to 12. Right. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Titus 2 3 to 12 uh -huh. states the aged woman mm -hmm. likewise that they they be in behavior as be becometh holiness, not false accusers, mm -hmm. not giving too much wine. Amen. Not you giving too much wine. We come there. It said, the remember the word of God. Bible said the word of what I say to wine is for what? All. So even though he's addressing ladies, it's to all of us. Because Bible says in Christ there's no man or woman. 
Okay. So he said, the old lady is whereby true behavior became holy. Isn't it what he said? True behavior what? Became what? Holy. So it was their behavior that made them what? Holy. Of course, the holiness comes from God, true God. But remember, I said you have to what? Remain what? Holy. So it was their behavior. And he began to tell us which behaviors. Do you understand? Read it again. Start from it again. The aged woman likewise, mm -hmm. that they be in behavior as cometh becometh holiness. As they be in behavior becometh what? Holiness. The NIV might be more clear. And went on to say, not false accusers. Yeah. So meaning, in order through their behavior to be holy, they didn't give false accusation. So to be holy and to maintain your holiness, you must not accuse falsely. Read the NIV. Three, mm -hmm. likewise, teach the older women to be reverent mm -hmm. in the way they live, not to be slanders or addicted to much, to much way they to addicted to much Amen. wine. It's the same thing, but the NIV didn't use the word holiness, but the King James used the word, well, that's why we use King James. Amen. So you see that it was their behaviors. So they were not second thing, the first thing, they didn't accuse falsely. They were not what? False accusers. So our behavior as people who are holy set up to remain holy, we shouldn't accuse falsely. Don't, uh, to accuse is to jump to conclusion that which you, you don't know. Don't just jump to, oh, this is a false pastor. Oh, this one, it's so, so nice. Don't be quick. Don't accuse falsely because you don't know. You don't know. Amen. Because if you do that and it's not right, it's not true, you've accused what? Falsely. And the second one, he said, not to give in to much wine. Wine does stand for alcohol. You shouldn't like wine. You shouldn't like alcohol. Amen. He didn't say don't drink, but you shouldn't like. Meaning, it's alcohol shouldn't come into mind. You shouldn't be like, I'm going out to drink alcohol, whether it is beer or wine. So don't be giving too much wine. Shouldn't, you, you, you understand? Should, alcohol shouldn't, you, you, you understand? Praise the Lord Jesus. Even the, the worldly people acknowledge that too much alcohol spoils the body. How much more as that we've been set apart from them? And he went on to say that we should teach good things. We should teach good things. Amen. We should teach good things. So when a Christian tells two people who are dating, man, boy and girl, that if you people are making, having sex, use condom, that is a bad thing to teach. Because Christians are supposed to stay mar virgin and marry before they have sex. So teach them the good thing that do not have sex. Now that you are wait, when you are ready to marry, then you date so that when you date, it, the temptation will be low. Amen. Teach them good things. If we cannot go to church and our children or other people are going, let's say it's a good thing you are doing. Even though I can't go, go. If we will not give to God in his church and others are giving, it is good. Give. 
we must teach good things. A lot of Christians teach bad things. It will destroy your holiness. Only few people are able to teach even the good that they themselves don't do. And that is a wise thing. Praise the Lord Jesus. And the four. So that they may teach the young women to be sober, mm -hmm. to love their husbands, to love their children. Amen. These are some of the good things. To be sober, to love their husband, their children. Uh -huh. Five, to be discreet, uh -huh. chaste, mm -hmm. keepers at home, mm -hmm. good obedience to their own husbands, mm -hmm. that the word of God be not blameless. Uh -huh. Amen. Uh -huh. Continue. I mean, these are things we can understand, isn't it? Straightforward. Young men because like of time. Mm -hmm. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. Mm -hmm. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. Mm -hmm. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness. Mm -hmm. Gravity, sincerity, sincerity. Amen. Amen. Sound speech that they cannot be condemned. Mm -hmm. That he that is of contrary part may be ashamed. Amen. Sound speech. I want to stress on this, that it cannot be condemned. Evil speech, corrupt speech, that no one can base on what you said. And this is where we have fallen, but it helps our holiness. We just don't speak. Oh. It has to be a sound speech. I tell you, many people... Slap them, the next day they will forget. Say something that pains them. Two years, they still carry it. Sound speech. May God help you with sound speech. Amen. Go to Matthew quickly, please. Because I want to uh, go to Matthew chapter 15. Because we are still looking at holiness. It is clear here. I just want us to go through that we bring it to an end. Amen. Amen. Do not forget, we read 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 16 to 17, isn't it? And there it said that we are the temple of God. And it said that anyone who defile the temple will be destroyed. And it said it is because our temple is what? Holy. And say we are the holy temple. Amen. So, and Jesus said certain things, direct things that defiles the temple of God. In other words, those things Jesus said will make us unholy. Amen. I want us to look at that before we go. Amen. That's why I've cut it short. Amen. So, Matthew chapter 15, verse 11 first. Matthew 15, 11. Mm -hmm. Not that which goes into the mouth mm -hmm. defiles a man, mm -hmm. but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Amen. Amen. So, Jesus said, it is what comes out of man. In other words, it's what man does that defile him. Remember, the Bible says when we defile this temple, amen, he will destroy us. So in other words, these things that Jesus mentioned make us what? Unholy or will make us holy if we are that. Amen. 19 to 20, Jesus mentioned the things, amen, that defiles or make us unholy. Amen. For out of heart proceed evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Murders. Evil thought defiles you. You can't be a Christian and have evil thoughts. You only think evil about people. You only think evil about circumstance. No one is good except you. Evil thoughts. This is Jesus. He said, these are the things that defile the temple. Uh -huh. 
murders. Murder. Murder. Many, many people commit murder. When I was very young, abortion is murder. So when you were black cloth, I knew you. So I respect those who didn't abort and gave birth. Because the other lady, you don't know the number of times he's aborted. You see why if you point finger at the one who has given birth to one, you are wrong. Because the one who is standing, you don't know. But abortion is murder. Because he said, even when you were a black cloth, I knew you. He said, from your mother's womb, I called you by name. He said, you saw my unformed body. So abortion is murder. When I was young, I thought unmarried people are those who worry about abortion. I only grew up and I realized married people commit abortion as well. It is murder. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we shouldn't what? Murder. Uh-huh. Adulteries. Mm-hmm. Adulteries. When you married, whether you like it or not, only you and your partner. Finito. Amen. When you go outside, it's called adultery. It will defile you. Uh-huh. Fornications. Fornication will defile you. Uh-huh. Fornication, if you are not married and you are sleeping with someone, it's fornication. Uh-huh. Theft. Theft. Stealing. Robbery. We've already Mention it, isn't it? Uh-huh. False witness. False witness. What you haven't seen, you say you've seen it. What you haven't heard, you say you've heard it. What you don't know, you said it is like that. You witness falsely. False witness. Blasphemous. Blasphemy. Speaking against God or things of God or people of God that you don't really know what you are what saying about. Last time we studied how to blaspheme God. These are some of the things that will make you unholy. So all these things that the Bible says we shouldn't do, when you don't do it, you must understand the reason why you are not doing it, even though you can get away with it, is because you want to remain consecrated. Amen. Amen. To the Lord. You want to indeed remain set apart to the Lord. There is a purpose for it. Amen. Last but two scripture. Please have mercy on me. And let's go. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 9. 28 verse 9. 28 verse 9. In other words, obeying the word of God will make you holy. But intentional mentors uh, went through this one by one. So that now, as we walk, when the temptation of stealing comes, we will say no. When we are still stealing, we say, God, help us to stop stealing. Amen. So that what? We won't become what? Victims. Because church, I tell you, it is only the presence of God that will make life easy for you. And that presence will only come when you are holy. Because he is what? Holy. Because Hebrews said, without that, you will not see him. Read it for me, please. Last but one scripture. Deuteronomy 28, verse 9. Mm-hmm. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, uh-huh. as he hath sown unto thee. Mm-hmm. 
if thou shalt keep the commands, commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. Amen. Amen. Say, God will establish us as holy what? people. But he explained, he gave us a term and a condition. He said he would do that if you what? Obey his commandment. So holiness is not free. It takes something to remain holy, to be set apart. And that is if we obey his commandments. Who desire to be holy? Who desire to be holy? Yeah. I desire that as well. Last scripture. Look at this. This is what Ezekiel chapter 44 verse 23. This is, this is scary. Just as the Hebrew 12 verse 14. And this will grant you understanding why God says he would destroy anyone who defile his holy temple. Or any Christian who defile himself, make himself unholy. And this will also explain the Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 that we read. Why God said without holiness you will not see him. Read it for me. Ezekiel 24. 44.23, please. Ezekiel 44.23. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yep, 44.23. Mm -hmm. It reads, And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy uh -huh. and the holy. Uh -huh. And cause them to, to descend mm -hmm. between the unclean mm -hmm. and the clean. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's a one of the job of the priesthood teach the gospel the difference between the holy and the unholy. Amen. Amen. And these are some of the things that make one what? Holy or what? Unholy. unholy. Amen. Amen. But God said no one can see him unless that person is holy. We know that you were blessed by this message, and we look forward to share God's word with you again. For more information, call our office on 0755 215 Once again, thank you for joining us today.